You're listening to You're United listening. Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. ProQ Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co-host Ben. Hello. And on today's show we have Big Smoke Barbecue from all the way from Australia. How are you doing? I'm um, good, thanks buddy. Yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Could you introduce yourself to the listeners? My name's Dan. I'm the, the team captain of Big Smoke Barbecue. Um, all the way here from Melbourne, Australia. Awesome, Dan, and uh, coming from another Dan, so nice to nice to speak to you, nice to finally catch up. So, one of the reasons why I've, I've contacted you guys today is, I mean, recently, uh, sort of the last twenty four hours or so, you've been named the sort of the most winningest team in in Australia or team of the year, as as we would sort of call it in in Australia. So, you must have had a pretty good season. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit up and down towards the start, but we, we came home strong in the last six months and um, we slowly crept up the leaderboard and it came down right down to the wire in the last in the last round where we managed to jump up the top spot and take it out for 2017. So we, uh, we couldn't be happier. Amazing. So, I mean, the Australian scene something that's really interested uh, a lot of us in the UK for, for a while now and it's you guys over there are really sort of, Smashing it is what we usually say, and you're doing uh, more and more competitions all the time. And 2018's already looking like it's lining up nicely for you guys. The hard work from the ABA guys are getting all these and the competition organisers, but also you guys turning up week week on week and putting on a good show for everyone. Uh, so so yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. To sort of watch along the way. Yeah, it's sort of it's it's still pretty young over here in Australia. I think we're only about four years in. And um, look, the, the teams have grown massively over the last four years. And as you said, it's getting stronger and stronger. The competition's really heating up. There's a lot of good cooks on the scene now. And everyone's improving every comp, you know. So um, if we can just keep improving along the way as well, then, you know, hopefully we can keep having some wins. Yeah, awesome. How, how, did, how, did, the team, how did the team form in the first place? So, I mean, I would say that sort of American low and slow barbecue is probably quite new on the scene like it is in the UK I would say go back however many years it's not something that's sort of deep built into us how did you guys as a team get into sort of this low and slow barbecue and and how did you uh, get into competition barbecue um so I I started about three years ago I actually saw American Pitmasters on TV and just thought you know what that looks um, unreal and uh, I think I went out that same weekend and brought my first barbecue and just started at home and many late nights and many briskets ended up in the bin. <laughs> um, but just sort of just kept on picking away at it and sort of started improving. And then and then I heard about the ABA and um, 
you know, you could actually do this for competitions. So then I, I met up with Scott, which is our teammate, and um, we sort of just sort of, um, yeah, just started applying for him and went from there. And we started off doing a couple in the first year and then went on further and further and did more and more. And, I mean, this year we only did six. Um, we're from down south, as I said, in yeah. Melbourne. So the, not a lot of comps down here. There's a lot more up north. But we try to travel around as much as we can with work and kids yeah. and stuff. From speaking to and, Jay, uh, that's the biggest thing is logistics for you guys because obviously Aussie is <coughs> such a big country that it's hard to to get around is, to, yeah. to compete in them all. So, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's, a, it's for us to sort of head up to, towards Queensland. You're talking about two two days of driving there and then two days back. So it's four days of driving, carting up all your gear, and it's a lot of time involved and a lot of time off work. Yeah. Um, so we try to get to as many as we can. Um Hopefully next year we can get to a few more. Oh, awesome. So you uh, said the season started off uh, a bit hit and miss for you guys. And then uh, from what I've seen, I've, I was looking through some of the results and stuff, looking back through just before we got on the phone there. And I can see that sort of like you've been pretty consistent most of the season. So you said you had a, had a bit of a rocky start. So what was going wrong for you as a team, do you feel? Or, or how did you address that to move forward? Um yeah, it started off the first comp in January. We um we got absolutely smashed. It just wasn't our day, and we sort of just kept on picking away, trying different flavor profiles, different rubs, different cuts. Um, done a lot of practice cooking at home. <coughs> Sorry, and um yeah, sort of you know we sort of just sort of seen our scores improving, improving over the year. Um, cooking a lot more at home, as I said, um, practicing, and it just sort of once we started getting some results it was just sort of all up all downhill from there all, all uphill from there it just um kept on coming for us and we didn't really change much in the last half of the year once we found that flavor profile that worked we just stuck with it and um yeah the, the results kept on coming cool and what, what are you guys cooking on um so we cook on a on a um 30 inch reverse flow manhorn offset barbecue awesome awesome uh purely on sticks or a bit of charcoal purely. Yeah, cool. Oh, that's our, sort of our main. That's our main pit, um, and then we also use Fontos and Webers as well, where we use more charcoal base. We use a lot of Kingsford charcoal. Cool. Um, but in our big pit, yeah, we use uh, red gum. I'm not sure if you guys would have that over there. No, no, we we don't know, but we've all heard about it, and uh, and same as Kingsford, really. I mean, Kingsford's really hard to source in the UK, so. Really big in in America, obviously, and I've seen it uh, obviously doing really well in Australia. So a lot of people were again over there, but over here it's pretty hard to source. So it's not really massively. Uh, I'm sure if, if if they were to get over here and uh, get on the scene, a lot more people would would be buying it because it seems to be a a sort of a staple in 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 a lot of the other countries. I mean, we get the Aussie heat beads, we get the the Weber the Weber beads, and uh, I, I I love the sort of uh, Pro-Q Coco shell from Gonna Go with Briquettes. Uh, they got a Coco yeah. shell. I'm not sure if that's in Oz either, but uh, it, really really yeah. nice clean burn, steady burn, stable burn. Yeah. So, but I definitely give Kingsford. Try, uh, um, Kingsford's it was sort of never really heard of over here. I mean, we all knew it over in the states, um, but they've sort of the last couple of years just come into Australia now. They've jumped on with the ABA as well, being a one of the major sponsors, so it's becoming more and more popular every day. Cool, 
Cool. Well, yeah, I think I've seen it. I think that's where I saw it. Maybe is on some of Jay's posts and stuff, which is which is cool. Uh, how so? Obviously, I mean, something I've spoken to Jay about in the past as well is is that so obviously now you guys uh, took the crown in in Australia, which is pretty big. Have you guys uh, got any dreams or anything to come and compete in in Europe or maybe America? Yeah, so we're looking to get over to the states next year. Um, look, if we could get into the uh, Royal or something over there, the Royal Invitation, would be stoked. Um, we never really thought of it really until now. Um, next year, obviously, performing in Australia, we hope we can back it up and hopefully come somewhere near the top again and, fingers crossed, even take it out again. That would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but or even, even over in Europe, you know, who, who knows? The sky's the limit, really. Yeah, well, I know, like, I know a couple of guys... Uh... Well, uh, husband and wife team from the UK came over and competed in a, in a couple bits in, in Australia and said the standard was really good. And uh, they're sort of, I mean, top of the European sort of table at KCBS year in, year out. So I know and from looking at pictures and stuff, I, didn't, I haven't got to taste any, but uh, it looks like the standard's phenomenal. So that would be really interesting to see you guys heading over and, and competing in, in, in uh, America, maybe in something like the Royal or the Jack would be awesome. So... Yeah, fingers crossed for you guys. That's the plan, baby. That's the plan. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, one second. Sorry, my no, you're right, connections just dropped. So for you, the the so obviously for us, the Aussie scene's like really popping off, and, and you guys are uh, repping in your own sort of style, and, and the slight differences sort of KCBS competition. So what are your favourite cooks to do at competitions and, and what are you really looking to compete in when you, when you hit the competitions? You mentioned brisket earlier. A lot of them have gone in the bins. There's been a lot of practice on the briskets. Uh, so what other sort of rounds are you, are you looking to sort of dominate in? I see, I mean, chicken you've done pretty well and I've seen a couple of uh, uh, GC first places in, in chicken. Yeah, we always seem to have um, a lot of luck in chicken. I don't know, sometimes, you know, you get a cut that just works for you, and um, it always seems to do well for us. So we would love to see how our chicken compares to some yeah. someone overseas. But um, pork ribs, we usually have pretty good luck in too. Um, yeah. brisket, brisket and pork uh, category probably need a little bit of improvement. I don't think they do any lamb over in the States, so... Um, no. Yeah, that's something I'd really be interested in, in seeing a lot more of is, is the lamb, and I think that it's awesome that you guys are doing it down, uh, down there, so that's something that obviously is... I mean, lamb's huge in the UK as well, and it would be really interesting to see a lot more of the competitions here bringing lamb in as a round. So, I mean, we, we run a competition, uh, QFest, which is... Uh, actually held on a on a lamb farm. So this year we're bringing in a, a lamb round. So that we're looking forward to seeing what the what the teams pull out the hat for that. Okay, so you guys haven't done lamb previously? No, no. So not not in the competition. I mean, I I cook. I that's probably one of my favourite cooks. Stuff like lamb shoulder and stuff. So I mean, I love cooking lamb all the time. But in in competition, we've we've not rocked it out as. Uh, it would, it would be down as one of our ancillary rounds, so we're going to try and introduce it as an ancillary, so we'll bring it in as, as a lamb cook, and uh, 
and yeah, to try and get the try and get the sort of competition teams on board, really, because it's it's something that I would love to see more of. I think it should be one of the meets, in my personal opinion. But obviously, it's not not as huge over in the states, which is probably why. But I don't see why, for instance, KCBS Europe or something like that couldn't uh, introduce it as a round. It'd be interesting, I think, definitely. Yeah, it's a fun to cook, and a lot of teams are getting really mad with Lamb. Um, so you're always got to try and think outside the box, but um, I really enjoy cooking it like you. You know, I love to eat it too. I think it's delicious. Um, so yeah, it'd be good to see if you guys get that on board. Yeah, and uh, so with beef, I was, I mean, I, I might be out of date now, but with beef, is it is it a category in ABA that you can hand in any sort of any item of beef or a few items? So. Is it a beef category or is it a brisket category that you guys do? Um, it changes um, from comp to comp. So I believe it's got something to do with the promoters. Okay. Whether they choose it to be a beef category or a strictly a brisket category. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, it, it alternates between different comps. Awesome. And I saw a couple of whole hogs getting uh, introduced to some of the ABA competitions this year. Have you guys... Uh, Partook taking in any whole hogs? No, I haven't. Um, we the only comp we went to that had a whole hog category was Brisbane, um, which is on the other side of the country, and we flew up and borrowed gear up there. So we only had a small pit that day. Yeah. Um, so we couldn't take part of the whole hog category, but um, they 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 looked really really good, and hopefully we get a chance to do it next year. Yeah, I've seen there a couple of competitions where they've uh, ha- had whole hog as one of the rounds, and it's pretty spectacular seeing uh, seeing some of the pieces being handed in. I mean, at Grillstock this year, as uh, one of the ancillary rounds, uh, it wasn't a whole hog round, but a basically one of the one of the crews did what what they called uh, it was like nose to tail sort of thing, and they had a whole board, and they basically did whole hog where they roasted off a few different bits of the uh, of the pig, and then basically placed it all up together onto a board and, and it was it was pretty spectacular. Looked looked really, really good. And uh, I know that Harry does his Tony Stone competition does a whole hog and some of the pictures I was seeing from that just looked looked insane. Yeah, yeah, as I said they look really good. Um, some of the teams can get them up looking pretty spectacular. Um, have you tried to cook one now I'm the same I have I have no I have no pits really big enough at home to be honest. I've got uh, the only thing I could possibly try and do it in would be in a in a vertical smoker and try and uh, get it sort of. I've seen uh, someone in the Pro Q sort of uh, vertical cabinets. I've seen them in a. They've sort of built something that sits in at an angle into the chamber. So, I mean, that would be really interesting to give it a go. But I've just got a couple of. Uh, other than that, just excels and uh, like a big Perea. So I've not got anything that's sort of capable of that. I mean. Suckling pig on the Perea, then that could be that could definitely be done. But but now I've not I've not got anything sort of uh, with a capacity for, for a whole hog. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, wish that so, <laughs> you do need a bit, you do need a decent pig to, uh, pit to be able to cook one. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm uh, your your offset is that far off? Um, because I mean it's definitely long enough. Yeah. Um, but because I have multiple doors. Um, with lots of smaller racks in it, um, you can't sort of get that pig spread across the whole lot. If I had one big door with one giant racks in it, 
then um, I, I definitely Get could. It in there. Yeah. And uh, I've seen you guys doing some catering and bits now. So that has that led on from uh, these competitions doing pretty well in the competitions and thinking, well, you give it a, give it a go sort of with the catering side of things? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we do, we do do a fair bit of catering. I can't remember what came first, the catering or the comps. I think the comps come first. And I think we were sort of sitting around at comps one day looking at all the other food vendors there and seeing the lines they had at the front and thinking, well, why are we cooking barbecue over here when we could be cooking barbecue over there Yeah, and making a shit point? So that's how it all sort of started. And, um, yeah, so we started Big Smoke Barbecue Catering, Scott and myself. And, um, yeah, now we do catering for weddings, engagements, birthdays, 50 years, you know, private parties, work breakups. Um, and that's really taken off now. Um, we, haven't, we haven't got much spare time between comps work kids and catering that's for sure yeah awesome so that that keeps the hobby going keeps the hobby of competing oh, going yeah. adds to the funds because yeah. it's always an expensive one for for teams yeah yeah well we've actually got one tomorrow so it's thursday night here we've got one no, so on uh on friday we've got one for uh 350 people that's awesome. a uh work a work christmas party so yeah that is something that i do always see at, at, at competitions is the amount of meat that obviously a lot of the teams go through and then they which is all part of it and they give the crowd lots of stuff to try and you think well actually you know, there's a few vendors here that are selling the uh a tray of pork for for hundreds of hundreds of dollars or whatever so yeah it's definitely something that i've i've stood around looking at and thinking that these teams are, are making all this amazing food and then they're giving it away for free so it's it's definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've I've sort of dabbled in a bit of catering and, and really enjoy it. So it's, it is good fun, and especially when it's something you, you love doing, like like barbecue, super passionate about. It's it's always great yeah. seeing uh, people the, the public enjoying it rather than your food being judged. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I do feel for some of the vendors sometimes. As you said, there's a lot of food getting handed out for free, and they're there trying to make a buck. Um, I think they're actually starting to crack down on that now. And they're not letting the uh, the comp guys hand out their food, also for food safety reasons. Um, yeah, because I doubt they'd have the all. I doubt all the teams would have their food handling license and um, certificate and whatnot. Yeah, I know in in America that in recent years that's been uh, not an issue, but that's been something that's been uh, been out. So basically, uh, a lot of states have their their own rules and laws. So it depends on the states that they go to whether they're allowed to actually hand it out or not now and. Uh, in the UK currently, the teams the teams are allowed to hand out, but I have always had that question in, in my head as well, hanging over about sort of food hygiene certificates and stuff. But a lot of our guys, a lot of our competition teams here in the UK probably do have their food hygiene due to like also catering on the side. So a lot of teams, a lot of teams probably get into catering as well. It's, it's a great way to fund, like I said, fund the hobby and stuff. So in the UK, everyone needs to be set it up. So I, I guess yeah. it's, it's something that. That I suppose is is a bit of a question, really. I guess so. Uh, so yeah, I've seen it. I've yeah, seen yeah. the question being asked in America, and that's interesting to hear. It, it uh, it's also in in Australia. But you guys, the competitions you guys are, are pulling out uh, just seem absolutely incredible. I mean, the videos. I know that's what Jay does. So I mean, I know that the, the videos are just top notch anyway. But you guys just look like you are absolutely having an absolute blast. The competitions look incredible the the chat that goes on in the aba forum afterwards as well always seems like you guys have had a good time a lot of banter flying around so it definitely seems that you guys are smashing things yeah there's definitely a lot of banter going on around um look we do enjoy 
like it's to me that the competition teams we're all like one big happy family really and it's like it's like all good really good friends that live on different sides of the country and then every now and then you're all in the same spot at the same time yeah you, you want to have a good time you know, <laughs> and it's and it's just good fun you know yeah, yeah, and uh, and the ABA never sort of lets you guys down by bringing people over, like Big Big Bob and people like that getting over there. Tuffy, you've had over there, which is which is super cool. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's just been amazing seeing the the journey you guys have been on, and, and sort of uh, although the UK has probably been having competitions for longer, it's almost like you guys, I would say, have massively sort of surpassed the UK, and uh, it's, it's it's cool to look up to. Really, it's cool to to have you guys also as a sort of a, I don't know, a bit of an inspiration of where we want to try and take things in the UK. Yeah, well, um, I, I guess it's kind of us with the, the States too, you know. I, I feel like we're miles behind them and we sort of look up to them and what they're doing and thinking, well, hopefully one day we can be as good as them because they're, they're ahead of the game by a yeah. long way. Well, if you guys carry on like you're going, it won't be long anyway. It won't be long. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> right, bro. Thank you very much for coming on and chatting. I'm going to call it an end there. And uh, thank you very much. It's been great chatting to you, and we wish you the best of luck uh, next season. So is that that is the season over for you guys now? Yeah, yeah. the uh, Kingsford Invitational three, two or three weeks ago was the last of it. Yep. Um, so that's us until, I believe, March, maybe, February. Something like that. Yeah, awesome. We'll wish you the best of luck for next season and maybe we'll catch up again then. And uh, we might see you heading over to the US. So we'll keep our eyes out and, and see what's happening with you guys. But thank you very much for coming on and chatting. It's been awesome. No worries. My pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon. Bye, bud. You're listening to your United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks, you can find them at smokewoodshack.com and you can find them on Twitter at smokewoodshack.